We're doing, uh, we're talking about the Gardens of the Moon, Mallows and Book of the Fallen, for people who are downloading this thing and aren't reading the written introduction. This is the first book of the Mallows and Book of the Fallen. I didn't like it at first, but I got into it later because I actually got an idea as to what the plot was, and it became quite suspenseful. Um, but the ending was a little uh, tough, though it might just be because a lot was going on. Uh, there was a lot of sorcery, which I kind of like, and there definitely is a plot to it. Um, and I, But it wasn't great, you know, and it was... It's actually the first of nine books that I know of. That NLS has the first five, and they're working on the second four. And there might be more than that, for all I know, that are out there in print that I haven't got to yet. But there are definitely nine, and they're, the second one is actually longer than the first one. And there's one up there that's like 46 hours, but I don't remember if it's the third or the fourth one. They get really, really long, and I don't know if I'm going to stick with it or not, but... Um, but it was pretty good. I'm, I've got the second two. I've got the second and the third one on my uh, book sense, so uh, I might give them a try. But I have a bunch of other stuff to read first. Hi, Evan. <clears throat> I'm Joshua. I actually, I, I actually, honestly, I did not really read that much. I started reading it. I'm like, I got like the first hour and a half. I'm like, you know, there's no way. Oh, no, there's no way I can read this book and read this book in one day. By the time the meeting started tonight, so I, uh, so I decided to. Um, I decided just to kind of give it up, and I figured I would come here. I would come here anyway, and uh, you know, be a part of the group. Even if I hadn't read too much of the book, but what I read, I just didn't. I just didn't care for it much. I mean, I might, I might go back and read it. I mean, I mean, I just got finished reading the. Uh, I just got finished reading the Harry Potter series, the seven books in that series, and I liked them a bit better than what I did these because there's too many. The names were so weird. I couldn't figure out. Half the time I couldn't figure out who the heck was who in the book. I'm, I couldn't. That's the one part of the thing. I know they had that glossary in the front, and the narrator, the narrator, he's okay, but I'm not. He's not one of my favorite narrators. But he can read. But I just, I, I just don't care for his voice too much. See, I thought the narrator was the one good thing about the book. Um, I, I, it, 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 it's so impersonal. There are, unfortunately, there are some fantasy writers that do that. They get caught up in creating the worlds and the mythology and and a whole panoply of characters, and you don't care about any of them. I mean, I'm a big plot person. I'm I'm more into plot than the characters. Some people like deep characterizations and all this profundity and stuff. And oh, please give me a break. Uh, I like a ripping good story. And this, I don't know where it's going with a lot of fantasy writers that they have to write these marathon novels about a million people and you don't really care about any of them. Hello, folks. Anne here. How's everybody? Um, and I have to say I didn't finish the book because I didn't like the characters. Hi, Anne. <clears throat> Hi, Anne. I'm Joshua. Nice to be a part of this uh this is my first time being a part of an online book club type thing. I, di- I didn't read very much of the book at all. I only read like an hour's worth, and I'm like, okay, I just can't really get into it. But I mean, I, th- I, th- I think I, I think I will try it. But <clears throat> this kind of thing, I kind of, I guess, I kind of got to be. Uh, I'd kind of read, I think, more on my own than I would if it was, you know, part of a book for a club. But uh, I mean, I, I, I like Lord of the Rings a lot better. If you t- if, uh, Lana, if you talk about characterization and characters. Even though Middle Earth, there's a lot to you know, J.R.R. Tolkien and stuff. I think, I think Lord of the Rings books. Though, now those are some books you can really get into. I really, I really enjoyed, enjoyed uh, that series, a lot more than I did these. Well, I have to say, I agreed. I agree. I I got starting reading this thing, and what really put me off, I have to say, is the dramatis personae in the beginning of the book. You know, and then it goes on for pages and pages and pages, and you think, good Lord, if they have to write down all the people that are in the book, I mean, you know, they're just filling up the book with with cardboard characters, and, you know, there's no time spent on uh, real, real uh, kind of characterization, I guess. Um, I read an interesting little kids book it's kind of one of those books that uh, kind of grows on you the more you think about it after you read it it's called Gathering Blue 
Uh, Lowry, I think, is the uh, the author, and it's uh, it's an interesting kind of little allegory kind of a thing. Um, it's not about animals, but it's 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 a very interesting story. Um, I don't know if any of you have read it, but uh, it's on Bard, and I downloaded it just because it looked kind of interesting. So, um, very very interesting kind of cultural study. I don't know whether you'd call it science fiction or fantasy, but it's it's uh, an interesting little book. I <clears throat> I have read Gathering Blue. I really like that book. That is a great that is a great book. I don't know sure what genre you'd put it in, but uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you've heard of The Giver, but um, The Giver was written first, and this is totally idiotic in my mind. Why anybody would do this? The Giver was actually put on the censorship list of books. And some people didn't want the book in school. And you people got to be out of your mind. There's nothing wrong with The Giver. But actually, if you want to read the books kind of in order, I'm not sure if The Giver would be first or Gathering Blue. I know far when they were written, but I've read, I've read all the books. There's um, the Gathering Blue, there's The Giver, and then there's The Messenger is the third one. And I read The Giver a long, long time ago uh, when I was um, uh, in, school, in school one time. And that was a good book when he read it. As part of one of our English classes, and I, I really, and I liked, uh, I liked her writing. Number of the Stars was also good. I don't read, I'm not a huge fantasy reader, but I, but I've gotten a lot of trilogies, and the one, not that I don't mind fantasy. If you find a good fantasy book, you know they're they're interesting. Uh, a good series that I read, they're little books, but they're really good. They're by a guy named Michael Scott, and they're the, um, it's called The Secrets of the Immortal Nicholas Flamel, and uh, the first one is The Magician, and the second one is... I forget the second one, but there's four books in the series, at least that I know of, and what annoys me is NLS, at least on the Bard side, has made the first two. And like, and I want to know what happens, because the series that you got to kind of read... You've got to read... Uh, um, you've got to kind of read the series in order, and I'm going to have to get books three and four off of Bookshare. And, then, and those are only about six, you know, six or seven hours long, and they were... And they, uh, you know, and they were pretty good. And um, I, I like them, but I, I mean, the thing about fantasy, there's so many books that are in series. I stay away from fantasy a lot of times because if I can't get, you know, all the books in a series, on an audio or something or e-text or whatever, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bother with them because if you can't read a whole series, what's the point of beginning? Because you're not gonna know what's what's going to happen you know in the first place i'm waiting for to get the whole series of the sort of truth series by by terry goodkind and then i'm looking forward to and that's going to be a series that i'm that i'm going to read i'm looking forward to reading that nick sullivan reads most of those except for uh uh dead of bones and that's read by gabra zackman which um those sound like good books so i hope those get up there soon well hang on a second um about this book um first of all yeah, he's got a dramatis personae in there, but the book's 28 hours long. It's as long as most of The Lord of the Rings by itself. So, um, now I don't like the way the book begins with the war and pale, but uh, it takes a little patience to get... I mean, he could have taken that out or put it in a prologue or something, I guess. But um, there are characters in there who question what they're doing and who do a lot of introspection, but, I mean, if you don't have the patience to, to get to it, I guess, you know, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to get to it. And it's the first book in a series. Uh, so, I mean, the fact that there are a lot of characters in and of itself doesn't mean that they're cardboard. It just means that it's a big story with a lot of people in it, but it's also a very long book. So that kind of justifies it. I hear you, Evan. Uh, by the way, hello, I haven't, haven't talked to you in ages. Um... I, I I hear you, um, and I haven't deleted the thing off off my hard drive yet. Um, it's still there, so I may go back to it. You know, you never know. Some books I find that uh, I can go back two months or two years later, and I find that oh, what? Why didn't I want to read this book? And I end up reading the whole book, and it's it's wonderful. So I haven't I haven't deleted it yet, but uh, it just it just didn't do anything for me um, this this particular time. So 
Uh, but I'll take your review under advisement. I really will, because you, you know you you know good books, and um, I'll uh, I'll take it under advisement. Well, I even wrote to the fantasy list about not liking it after I was like five hours into it, and I said, well, I'll give it a a little more time. Um, he's got it divided up into books, and I forget you know which you know how many there are, but once we get out of the first book. That's basically, you know, he doesn't give us much background at first, I think. He kind of dips it in, uh, he kind of dips it in as he goes along, which is not necessarily a good thing. And B, he doesn't always tell us what's going on at the moment that it's going on. I mean, you'll see like a confrontation between people, and you, and later on he'll kind of fill in stuff that happened at the time. It's a not, I mean, Lana, you're more familiar with writing in general and perhaps even more uh, literature in general, um, I guess there are authors who just do it that way. I mean, he, he's got this confrontation, and I'm not sure exactly what happened. And then a little bit later, he's t he tells us what happened, you know, in more detail. And then you say, oh, okay, so that's how it went. Well, that's cool, um, but he doesn't always lay everything out in detail in a linear way. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with you, Evan. I, I can... Uh I can definitely see a book like that would take some some getting used to, but I can see, I can think, you know, I think, however I think, I mean, I mean, I'm definitely going to give this book a shot because I'm, I'm, I don't delete. Once I, once I download NLS books, um, <clears throat> most of the time I don't delete them if I've read them once or given them a try. I usually keep them uh, the way they are, but, uh, you know, I keep them. I've got a I've got an external hard drive where I keep my NLS books. I've got about 100 and... 38 NLS books, about 26 gigs worth of books I keep, and uh, I'm definitely going to give these books a shot, and I mean, when I first heard the summary, I'm like, this sounds interesting, but I'm like, 28 hours, I'm like, wow, but it's, um, I just kind of think, even though, you know, they, they can be interesting, I, I just think a lot of people, you may, not, you may not have the patience to sit to, you know, listen for five hours until they really get into a book, but I mean, uh, it's... I'm definitely going to give him, a, you know, give him another shot when I, uh, when I, when I have the chance. But um, yeah, some fantasy books are longer than others. I mean, I've heard ones that are like 42 hours long. One book, one book was um, uh, what's the, the, the uh, by Kate Elliott, the Crown of, the Crown of Stars series by Kate Elliott. There's seven books in that series, and Anne Flosnick reads them all, and uh, you know. I'm, I've got those books. I'm going to try those books sometime, but those are those are really big too. So I'm definitely going to give this book another shot. I like those uh, Crown of Stars books. I read them all. Actually, I didn't read Anne Flosnick's version of the last two because I wanted to read them sooner. So somebody from Bookshare put the sixth one up, and I proofread that. And then I scanned the second one and read it and then put it up on Bookshare quite a long while before NLS got them. So I never read her versions of those, but I read the first five uh, from NLS. I think Anne Flasting, she's got a really... I, I, I really enjoy her voice. She's got a neat voice. I mean, I've heard her read, you know, like, middle-age romance... You know, uh, you know middle-age is uh, romance-type books, and she does a really good job. Anything she reads, uh, she does a good job reading it, I think. They've got, like... What is it? I think the Bard's has got something like... Either a hundred or a hundred and twenty-eight books read by her. I'm like, I didn't. I had no idea she was that big a reader for NLS. But she's got a she's got a very very good voice. Uh, she reads uh, commercially too, because when I was doing getting Overdrive books, I read a couple of Amanda Quick books that Anne Flosnick read, and I remember thinking, wait a minute. Isn't that? Didn't she read for talking books? And um, that was before Bard. And uh, uh, you know, so she she reads because uh, a lot of those that are on NLS are not. You know, they don't say that they are commercial a commercial book. They always tell you when they are when they are taken from a commercial book. And so she, she but she, you don't often. You know, an NLS book isn't usually taken as a commercial book, so so it's a, a different setup. But I think she she reads for that too. Um, Joshua, being a big sort of truth fan, uh, a big advocate for it, um, I I I think most of the books are on Bard now, and uh, the Law of Nines isn't yet, which is kind of a a new series that takes off from in a different in a pres starts out in present day our world. Um, 
but it if you have read you don't have to have read the sword of truth to get the story on the law of nines but if you do you kind of chuckle in the background and you recognize certain trends and things and you say okay but i think that most of the books are on bard now um i think that um Soul of the Fire, Faith of the Fallen, and of course the last three are the best of the lot. Uh, Pillars of Creation and Naked Empire are a little bit, eh, I don't know. But uh, I, I particularly love The Faith of the Fallen. That is, that is a fantastic book. <clears throat> the, the first three or four are not up there. Temple of the Winds and um, Wizard's First Rule, those are not up there, which I, need, I want to read the series in order and... Uh, I I had some guy, I know a friend, a guy I know. He he thinks the books are too political or something, which I think is kind of weird, because I've got the books commercially read, but um, I can never I can never find decent quality copies of the commercially books when I went to download them from a site. They weren't very good quality, so I never so I never uh, so I never read them commercially because I, I know Brilliance Audio has done some and Harper Harper Collins. Publishers or HarperCollins Audio has done some, but they're all read by, a lot of them read by, they're not all read by the same person, so it's one reason I don't want to read the commercial version, so I'm waiting for NLS to get those up there. But I, um, I've heard a lot about the series, and I've heard a lot about the, about the Wheel of Time series, but I've not read that, too, but I've heard the, uh, I have all the books, but the, I've not read them yet, but the 13th book is, uh, just, just came out, uh, Brandon Sanderson wrote the 13th, uh, uh, The Tower of Midnight. I believe is the is the newest one in the Wheel of Time books. Yeah, I'm reading that right now. I got tired of waiting for Bookshare to get it, so I bought my own copy and scanned it. And I'm on page 160, so I'm not that far into it. But I've been doing other things. I've scanned about 15 Christmas books so far this year. They're not all full-length books. Many of them were kids' books, but uh, they still take time. And uh, doing other preparations for the holiday. So, but I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to be reading that. I just decided I waited long enough, and uh, so I'm reading my own scanned copy. <clears throat> well, those books are huge. The audio versions, they're like, what, 35, 38 hours long a piece? They're very, very long, the audio versions of the books. They're by some, some place ca called Macmillan Audio. They're all read by Kate Redding and Michael Kramer, who I've heard of them. They've, I know they're commercial readers. I've heard them read before. I think even Michael Kramer has read for NLS a few times, which kind of surprised me, but um, he, he's good. They're both good. Uh, Kit Redding and Michael Kramer, I, I like them both, so they do the audio ones, but uh, the problem ones, all, all the downloadable copies of the book, at least most of the ones I found off the internet, um, uh, you can only um, they say, uh, first I've heard that like 10 minutes are missing out of chapter 24 out of chapter 24, the, the audio version that I could get, so I'm waiting for somebody to get a correct audio version up there, because I heard something where like, Audible made a mistake when they put it up there or something on the audible.com website or something, but I don't, don't, I don't buy from Audible because I, th I, think, I think they're a rip-off. I mean, I'm not paying $14 a month for one book or, or, uh, or $23 a month for two books a month when I could get, you know, when I have so many other places I can get books. Uh, I didn't notice anything missing in my Audible copy, uh, which is the Michael Kramer, Kate Redding version of uh, Towers of Midnight and also of Gathering Storm. And by the way, we did Gathering Storm last month on the on this on this group. I didn't. If if it, if there was missing, if there was something missing from it, I didn't miss it. If that makes any sense, um, it it seemed coherent to me. And um, of course, I have the I blow for the platinum on Audible. And uh, it's a big hit on my credit card at one time. But if you if you average out about ten dollars a book, uh, that's that's a pretty good deal uh, compared to what you could get commercially. And now, of course, we like to to get books free. But if you went into a bookstore or tried to buy an audio book uh, that was not abridged, uh, that would be a challenge, I think, to get them for about ten dollars a book. So, and plus, I can get something when it comes out. And I'm aware of it. I just go onto the site, and there we are. Well, also a good um, a good deal I want to let you know about, if you didn't know about, is uh, the Recorded Books. I'm sure you've heard of Recorded Books Company. They, um, they've got a deal that costs you $129 a year to get it going, but this is cool. After 129 bucks a year, you get half price off all purchases and all rentals. So you, you can rent books for as low as like 9 bucks if a, 
big book costs you 18 bucks to rent. You could rent it for, you know, like I said, $9. So that's another deal. I think I might, I'm, I might do that sometime. But I have heard about the Platinum Audible plan. I just haven't... Um, I've gotten these e- I've got an, like, I've got a username and password for Audible. I just haven't actually tried to get any of the plans set up with my with my uh, card with my card. But um, an idea of a Victor Reader stream and all that stuff and you know and everything that I could do Audible from and I might be I might be getting a Bookport Plus sometime soon and I can do Audible books on that. But um, I haven't. Um, I know with the Victor stream you can get if you get the soft pack you can do the Audible enhanced versions i guess well i paid 15 for my copy of towers of midnight and i think it was worth every cent because i get to keep it well i get to keep my scanned copy and if i want to keep the book but i may not i may put it on on paperback swap or i may put it on our amazon store um and i'll get most of my money back for it that way so either way i even if i get no money back i still think it was money well spent because i value the reading of the book quickly yeah, that definitely is a uh, that definitely is a point. That's why I've gotten a, it's a site called myanonymous.net. It's a torrent site, and I've gotten audio books off off that site. You know, loads and loads of books I've gotten off that site. But uh, um, I know like a lot of different authors. Uh, Robin Hobb has done fantasy, and uh, a, bu- a bunch of some people I never heard before. A lot of the newer there's a lot of newer trilogies come out that like just this year that have done. They've not completed the trilogies. They've just started them like within this year. One or two books have come out, you know, in, in audio that you know, um, in different in different things. So that's definitely interesting. I'm waiting for the. I don't know if you've heard of the uh, uh, Inheritance series. Uh, Aragon, uh, Eldest, and uh, Brissinger is the third book, and I think those books, Christopher Paolini, that kid. That guy's a genius, man. Those books are—I think those books are incredible fantasy books. I—I've read the first two books, and I'm—I'm I'm hooked. Plus, uh, Gerard Doyle, the guy that does the reading, is an awesome, awesome reader. He's excellent, um, and uh, and it's—it's uh, it's pretty neat. If you—if anybody hasn't read those books, those books are uh, ones ones that I would recommend as uh, good fantasy books. They're long, but they're worth it. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, I can tell you that. Brissinger is uh, just as good as Eldest, and uh, we waited a while for it to come out uh, because the kid was in college, and uh, <laughs> um, he is brilliant. I must admit that. He really is, and so um, I, I don't think he's going to be hurting for much because um, it was very popular when it, when it came out, and uh, those are good books. I've got them here. On the hard drive somewhere, um, but they're yeah, they're very good. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, let's see. What have I read fantasy recently? Not much, except for the uh, the Gathering Blue. Um, and I don't know if that's really fantasy. I don't know. It's kind of, huh, social science fiction. I don't know. Anyway, it was very good, um, but I'm I'm in the mood for some good fantasy. Maybe I've been reading science fiction and and um, I've been delving into kids' books recently because uh, I've been reading Terry Hayes' sales books just because I'm I'm reminiscing in my old age. I think I've heard a book read by her. I think it was. Folk Tales of Ireland, but I'm not sure. But so, so Bard, so the Bard website they do they do have um, they do they do have Terry Hayes sales books up there. I think, I think they do. I'm not sure. Anne, how many of the Wheel of Time books have you read? Wheel of Time books? I've read most of them. Um, I didn't read The Gathering Storm, and I haven't read The Tower of Midnight. Um, but I read everything up through then. I think. Um, but the, my problem, Evan, uh, honest to God, is that I really can't remember what happened in the previous books because I read all those books some years back, and I really can't remember what happened. And so if I read the last two, I'm going to go, oh, dear, what what happened here? And, you know, and, and I'm kind of... 
Well, I don't know. I I might still. I might still um, read the uh, the. You know the. I tried the uh, the Order of Nines, the Terry Brooks, and I did understand what was going on and and all that. And um, but I thought he was. I thought he was a little contrived. I think his later stuff. Um, you know, it was not as good as, um, not, not Terry Brooks, uh, Terry, good kind, sorry, wrong Terry. Anyway, um, I think his, his later stuff is more contrived, um, so I don't like it as well, but, um, who knows, I might go back. As I say, I've been, I've been delving into science fiction and, and, uh, a couple of mysteries and, and stuff, but I haven't been reading much fantasy, so maybe it's time to switch over. Uh, I downloaded a bunch of them just recently uh, from Bard, you know, some of the new stuff that came out, and some of it looks good, so who knows? Well, I'm as I said before you came in, I thought the Guards of the Moon was pretty good, but not great. I'm not sure how many more books in this series I'm going to read, especially seeing as how long they are, because... I mean, I thought the first one was pretty good, but not really great. Um, it does take some patience to get into, but if you still don't get into it, you know, after, you know, starting, I would say, book two, because um, he does do a lot more characterization after that. I don't know why he just, I don't know why he does things the way he does, but um, if you don't like it, you know, it's, uh, it won't surprise me, because it's Probably not for everyone. There's tremendous about a sorcery in it. Uh, <clears throat> you guys want to know a series I think that is totally stupid and nobody ever reads them because there's no point in them? That stupid Twilight series by uh, Stephanie Meyer. Oh my gosh, those books are stupid. I, I read those books you know, a few months ago just because I'd heard people talking about, oh, the, mo- the movies are coming out. I'm like, what the heck? Bard's got them and Hancock reads them. What the heck? Why don't I read them? So I read them, I'm like, why did I waste all my time reading these stupid books? Man, they're dumb. There's no, there's no plot to the whole entire book. The vampires, vampires don't act like that in fantasy books. They don't, they would, they would, I mean, Bram Stoker's Dracula is a heck of a lot better than anything, anything Stephanie Meyer would ever write. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you. Uh, Joshua, I, I really am not. I, but I started reading the, the the first of the Twilight books, just like you, because everybody was talking about them and getting all excited and stuff. And I thought, this is the most boring, just the most boring and banal book I have ever read. I mean, I, I just... And it's like, it might be interesting to 8th graders because they're interested in who's going with whom and who said what to whom and, and, you know, who broke up with whom and why and all that. And, you know, it's just like, I am not interested in this at all. And, you know, it's really funny because um, talk about the difference in writers. Now, the Twilight books and the Harry Potter books are build for the same ages of, of young adults and I love the Harry Potter books I've reread several of them multiple times I like those books they're uh, excellent books and in fact I just saw the part one of the last uh, movie um, the uh, you know the part one of book, book uh, seven and I guess the second part's coming out soon but uh, it was good. I liked it. It followed the book fairly well, and, and uh, it was well done. But I, I really like the Harry Potter books, and I love C.S. Lewis Narnia books. These are books for kids. They're built for kids. Um, I mean, the, the Narnia books are one of my favorites. Um, but, you know, it's... it's uh, it all depends on the writer, I think. It really does, and I've discovered in the past couple of years since I've been going to book clubs, 
that what motivates me to read a book is character study. And if I don't like the character, I don't like the book. And I, it sounds awful to say that, but it's true. If I can't care about the characters, if I can't feel what they feel or see what they're doing and understand it, you know, I don't like the book. It's just as simple as that. Anyway, um, getting on for 20 of 9 here, folks. Um, I know... Who's, who's running this tonight? I don't even know. Um, what are we doing for next time? I don't know. I picked the last book, so um, and it was kind of a bomb, so I guess I'll let someone else pick the book this time. By the way, I meant to ask you, um, I like this Rachel Kane Weather Warden, but I don't think there are any more books ready yet. Are there? Are they out? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I have to check Bookshare. Um but uh, they're not on Bard yet. I think they're still in process, but uh, they were pretty good, or at least the first one. Yeah, I'd kind of like to see what happens to her now that she's, well, I won't say it because that'll give the end away, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, just a, one more thing about Twilight. The Twilight, I think, are written for people who read things like Seventeen or Who's Going to Take Me to the Prom or whatever, like that kind of story, and are trying to make vampires teens. And come on, vampires are supposed to be ancient and mysterious and... Uh, you know, uh, you you just I mean you know like you say Dracula and uh, and oh what's it uh, da, da, what's the Chelsea Quinn Yarbrough's um, uh, Saint Germain and and interest they're supposed to be exotic and strange and you know I just don't I agree with you on on the but the difference is I think the Narnias are written for kids. But the the Twilights are written for teenage girls, and you know I used to be one, but I think I think that's what they're trying to do. They're into the you know teen crowd, and they just fall flat, like you say. Well, I have to say, in Stephanie Meyer's defense, that we picked a book for the Science Fiction Club a couple months ago. It's OT, but I won't spend much time on it. Called the Host. And Lissy and I gave it about two and a half hours, and we didn't care for it that much. But everybody else at the club meeting, there were like five other people, they all liked it. Uh, one of the club members said that for her first foray into science fiction for adults, she did really well. Um, and that came from J.R., who's kind of a hard science fiction kind of guy. That really surprised me. So... You know, most people at the club thought that she did a pretty creditable job of writing a book for adults, you know, a science fiction book. Well, who knows? I've thought about downloading The Host. I've seen it. Um, and I heard that the science fiction group was doing it, and I couldn't come because I was busy doing something else that night, so I was unavailable. But um, I thought about it. So maybe I'll, I'll take it on, uh, Evan. But I'm not going to read any more of those Twilight books. Yuck. I mean, I was a teenage girl, too, but... Uh, but... And that's underlined. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, uh, so... Well, what am we doing for next time? There's a lot of romance in it. Uh, so, I mean, people pointed that out. It's pretty... They weren't sure if it should be more romance or science fiction in in the more in the romance category in the science fiction, but it was science fiction to most people's way of thinking, even though there was a lot of romance in it. So, if you're not really into romance, uh, you still may not like it. But anyway, as far as next month goes, I really didn't have an idea. So I'm going to hand it over to anybody who does. I'm trying to think. Um, anyone heard of uh, the Midnighter? Uh, the, the, the Midnighter series by uh, Scott Westerfeld. What is their? Uh, what are? I forget what those books are called. I've got them on my uh, computer someplace. I can't think of what the. Uh, I can't think of what the uh, first book. They're only like it's only like six or eight hours long. So it's not. I mean, so it wouldn't be a very big. They're 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 kind of fantasy. Fantasy books are about a bunch of kids who can. Uh, they kind of defend the world against creatures at midnight. They're, um, I know Scott Westerfeld is more science fiction, but it is a, it is a uh, fantasy series that he writes. And I, I thought it wasn't, I thought it wasn't too bad. I read, I read, um, 
you know, I, I read those books uh, quite a while ago, and I, and I didn't think they were, I didn't think they were too bad. Um, but I can't think of what the first book. Um, if you guys give me a second, I can hop over to the Bard website and uh, see if I can uh, uh, see if I can find what the first book in the series is. But uh, and they're not a bad series. Well, I have to say, I don't have any ideas at all. Um, unless you want to read some, you know, classics. Um, gosh, you know, it was so great. I'm on the um, Pages Plus list, and it was so great to see somebody really getting enthusiastic about Tolkien. I mean, you know, she hadn't read it ever before, and she was just totally enthused with Tolkien and I thought wow you know this is great I mean you know I'm sure you all have read Tolkien and reread Tolkien and reread because they're so wonderful but it's just was so nice to see somebody you know with a whole new take on the on the stuff and um, so um you know the ones that I have not read are the uh, and I and everybody keeps telling me I should is the uh, George R R Martin stuff. Um, have you guys read those? I suppose you have. I've I, I've I've read those books, but they're not they're not on Bard. If you got them, you'd have to get them from Bookshare because um, the Bard they don't have the first the first one is not up there. But I've I've not read that series either. But I've heard that's supposed to be. Uh, um, a good series too, but uh, I'm on pages plus too. I didn't see that post about about Tolkien, but uh, I definitely like his books. They're yeah, they're they're fantastic. You don't uh, find too much fantasy writing like that much anymore. But uh, not that I don't mind reading fantasy, but the problem I have with fantasy books is if you can't, there's so many fantasy books that are that are you know that are like trilogies and quartets, and you know there's. You know, a dozen books in the series. I mean, if you, I, I kind of wouldn't mind find, finding more fantasy books that are, you know, one one novel books. You read a book and it's done with. You don't have to keep reading book after book after book. And I mean, not that I mind that if, it, if this is a good series and good writing, but uh, sometimes it can get kind of boring after a while. But uh, I've also kind of wondered about that uh, about that Crown of Stars series. Um, I've not read. Uh, I've I've not read the. Um, the, the the first book in that I believe it's I believe it's King's Dragon I believe is the is the first uh, is the first Crown of Stars book I've not read that series either but that's a that's a long book too but I think that I started reading part of that when I was younger and I, I at least I liked Crown of Stars better than I did uh, better than I did this series right you know started reading now the Mal's and Book of the Fallen well I um um. Man, how do I do that? I just lost my train of thought. That doesn't happen too often. Um, I uh, read the first three Martin books, and I don't know. I They were okay. Very bleak, though. I mean, it gets bleak. It starts pretty bleak and gets bleaker as it goes along. And, um, well, you could say that about the Thomas Covenant books, too, for those of you who've read those. By the way, Terry Hayes Sales reads the first book of the Thomas Covenant uh, series, Lord Fowles Bane. But the writing was, Stephen R. Donaldson's writing was better, and his land was more evocative. And, I don't know, I just, uh, then they turned the narration of them over to, uh, what's his name, Stoddard, Ted Stoddard, after giving Roy Avers the first three, and I just, that was kind of the marginal thing as I wrote on the list, I just, uh, I just uh, dropped it after that, because I just didn't care enough about it to read him, to listen to him reading it, and I decided not to read it in Braille from uh, Bookshare. So, but the first three were not too bad, but they're uh, pretty bleak. Roy Avers is, there are some kinds of books that he does real well, but he has this kind of sneering quality to him sometimes, and, and of course he can't work, read women worth a darn, so it's it's a little hard to get to him. Uh, Martin is awfully bleak. He is, he is just plain dark. Uh, Game of Thrones, I think, is the first one, and it isn't quite so bad, and I think I missed the next one, and I got the third one, and what happens to Catherine in that, I just absolutely couldn't deal with that. 
book. I I couldn't go on with the series from what they had done. It just totally totally blows my mind. I I can't deal with that. And and I use the one who used to go to conventions and George R. Martin was in a lot of panels and and of course he was one of the co-writers, producer, different titles of the old Beauty and the Beast series. And I always wondered how anybody who could write like he could could have written a, a series as as romantic and interesting and so on is the other than the final season of the Beauty and the Beast series, uh, but uh, it he he it's just too grim. It's just way too grim for me. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I've I've heard some people say it's fantastic and you should read it and blah blah blah, but I don't like grim. I really don't. Um, I've got enough troubles in my life. I don't need I don't need grim fantasy to add to my <laughs> add to my woes. Um, hmm. I'm just trying to think. Uh, you mentioned Robin Hobb. Uh, I read the first book in the 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 one about the ships. Oh, I've got it on the hard drive, and I can't remember what it's called now. But it's the it's the one about the 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 intelligent ships. Um. And the and the people and the so forth. It was interesting. It was very interesting. Um, I like the way he writes. Um, so I might read something of his. Um, gosh, doesn't anybody have any ideas? Um, well. As I say, my mind is completely blank because I haven't been reading fantasy. So you guys choose something. Hey, guys, I, I got an idea if you guys wouldn't mind. I was thinking of it. I think it's it's a different book, but I think it's pretty good. It is definitely fantasy, and, and it, it is on Bard. I know that because I was thinking of some stuff that wasn't on Bard, like, you know, the, not all the uh, sort of, you know, they're not all the uh, uh, George R. R. Martin stuff is on, is on Bard. But what about uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell by... Uh, Susanna Clark. That is on. I know for for sure that's on Bard Ray. Ray Avers reads it. Now it is long, but I I read, I read uh, most of that. Uh, Simon Preble reads the uh, commercial ver- books version, and he's really I like his reading. But um, that's a suggestion if anybody wants to do it. That's uh, it is long again, but it's it's about um, takes place in England, um, kind of like during the. Uh, then, like the Napoleonic War era in 18, well, no, it's like 1806, 18, no, the early 1800s in England, and uh, it's a time where magicians, there are people that are called magicians, but but they really can't actually do any magic. But then it turns out that uh, there are these two people, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, who actually can do real magic with the help of uh, different, it's like fairies and different things like that. That's a that's definitely an interesting series, an interesting book. And it's a single book, too. It's not really a series. There's supposed to be more. It's called a series, but I have not heard. If she's writing another book on that series, I've, I've not seen it, heard about it anything. But uh, what, do you, what do you guys think of doing that one for next time? Well, I have another idea. Um, I started this series, and for some reason I didn't finish it, and I'm not sure why, but it, but I remember it as, as, I, as I remember liking it, but I wonder if any of you have read any of these C.S. Friedman Cold Fire trilogy books. The first one's Black Sun Rising. I have, I've, uh, I have those books. I believe, I believe I have those. Um, I believe I have that series. Uh, I know, I know some, some of those are on Bard. I think the first one is on Bard, I know for sure, but I've, I've heard of that series. Definitely sounds interesting. Um, I've, I've heard of that I've read that series before, but I've not read it. I believe I, I'm pretty sure that it is on Bard. That first book is. It sounds vaguely familiar. What's it about, Evan? Um, it sounds good. What you know? I mean, the the title sounds interesting. What's what's it about? Uh, let's see. By the way, before I forget, Robin Hobb is a she. That's a pseudonym for Megan Lindholm. Um, the only reason I know that is because she wrote an article in this book. Uh, called Meditations on Middle-Earth, about her how Tolkien influenced her uh, to write fantasy. But anyway, um, uh, hold on, let me get down to where it is. It's apparently these people, it sort of sounds science fiction-y to start with, but um, humans have lived on this planet for about 
1,200 years, and there's this alien force that seems to allow people to give, uh, possess something like magic that allows their thoughts to uh, become reality, and there's this fae that... Hold on, i got to go down and read it again. I wonder, I wonder if that's the one I read a long, long, long time ago. And it had, they, uh, what, you, you had to be careful what you thought, because your thoughts could take form. And um, science didn't work in that world. Uh, you, you couldn't, there, there was one point in the book where the guy was amazed that uh, in a place where you could, you could mix certain metals together and always get the same result or, or do, do certain procedures and always, and he thought it would be fascinating if you could always do things like that and always get the same result. So it's, but I could be wrong, I could be wrong about that. And Joshua did express a frustration with series so we might want to look for an isolated book for a book that's because we have done several books in series lately so we might want to look for a book that's that stand it's a standalone book i don't mind i don't mind if you know if you guys do books in series as long as long as i can access the first book the first book in the series at least because i know the uh i know that to the cold fire trilogy from nls i know they're um i know they're in the process of making the the other books i think i think there might even be more books in 3 but i got to i got to check my uh i got to check my uh, folders on my uh, external hard drive i know of and check bard but i um i've heard about that book it definitely does sound uh there's also also Lynn Fleewell Lynn Flea Fleewell and i can't think of her last name like or she's a hard name to say but she's she's also written some uh uh, some trilogies ca- called the Tamir Triad. And there's also um, Alan, Alan Cole, uh, When the Gods Slept, and uh, that's that's another series. And and uh, yeah, there's so much. Uh, yeah, there's so many f- fantasy series out there. Different authors, even really new stuff, even that's you know they're they're getting involved in. It. It's uh, difficult to try to find out who which is the first book and who. There's a lot of authors that I haven't. Uh, I've got a lot of fantasy, but I just haven't read it, and got to. Uh, I need to organize my fantasy more uh, better. Ever heard of Ever heard of um, Scott Lynch, uh, the Li- the Lies of Locke Lamora? Um, that's that's a book that uh, sounds like a good one, like a good one too. But I'm not sure. Uh, some of this stuff is only available commercially that I've got, not not through NLS. But uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. Whatever you guys pick is good with me. I was just. Uh, Offer, offering a few uh, few suggestions out there, so it'll be kind of cool whatever we pick. Well, there's Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson, but uh, that's an isolated book. Uh, it's not part of a series, but well, we just did a sort of Brandon Sanderson book last month, but I don't think that counts because it's not really um, his world. But, um, and um, oh, there was something, um, there's the um, Spirit Gate, which is the new series from, well, not too new anymore, from uh, Kate Elliott, that's uh, who wrote the Crown of Stars book, so I'd really like to start that eventually. It's been on my book sense for a year now, and I haven't got to it yet. So I have a couple of ideas. It just depends on what people are really interested in, but those are both pretty long, not as long as Malazan, but they're still pretty long. I was th- I, It's kind of funny because I just downloaded Warbreaker. I just downloaded, a, just downloaded it like two days ago. I was thinking the reason I heard of Warbreaker because uh, if any, has anyone ever heard of Graphic Audio? Um, they're a company. They make dramatic. Uh, tres- I know. I know a lot of some analysts. People remember Richard. Richard Rowan has been involved with uh, Graphic Audio, and so has uh, um, uh, 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 Taryn Taselford, and also uh, Barbara Panellini, and um, and and uh, and and. Uh, uh, different people, uh, Colleen Delaney, uh, Nanette, Nanette Savard. They've all been, they've all worked with NLS, but they've also done graphic audio. And I've, and and uh, graphic audio, they did a presentation of Warbreaker, and uh, I've not listened to it yet. But I think I'm definitely think I'll read. I think Warbreaker sounds interesting to me because it. Um, I've read the summary and it sounds really good. And I've not really read any Brandon Sanderson or um, I've not read the Wheel of Time series yet, but I have them all. But I. Uh, but Warbreaker sounds pretty interesting to me. That does. Uh, I've heard good things about Warbreaker. And yes, I have heard of graphic audio. Um, in fact, 
I got snared by something that they did back in August, and ever since then, I've well, my whole reading uh, world got turned topsy turvy for about three months. Um, they did the, all seven books of the Serrano Legacy, which is science fiction, and I know this is fantasy, but um, they did the Serrano Legacy, and it was by Elizabeth Moon, and it was wonderful. Absolutely, fantabulously wonderful. Anyway, um, but Warbreaker sounds good. Um, I'd vote for Warbreaker. What do you guys think? Well, I think Christina said she's read it, and she thinks the Mistborn series was his best work, which I haven't started yet, and I'm going to uh, get a look at it next year. But uh, but I I have it already here, and it sounds interesting to me. I'd vote for it, too. Uh, Lana? I'll go for that, but what is graphic audio? Pardon me for being out of the loop here. Graphicaudio.com is a company... Uh, I can't remember where they're located, but they do books with multiple narrators, sound effects, and music. And their uh, their tagline, or you know, whatever you call an advertisement, you know, their their jingle is "Graphic Audio: A Movie in Your Mind," and um, they do all kinds of stuff with multiple narrators and, well, not narrators, but they have, everything is dramatized, and it's very neat. And, uh, and yes, uh, Nanette Savard um, got involved in the, um, in the, uh, the Serrano stuff, um, but yeah. And you can buy stuff from them. You can either buy it and they'll send you the CDs, or you can download it, apparently, if you want to do that. And um, they're very good. They're very well done. And what else can I tell you? Honestly, <clears throat> I, never have, I never have made it completely through a whole graphic audio series because it's basically a continuing story. I mean, like if you read a book... You know, well, I guess Rogue Angel might be the exception. You could probably read any Rogue Angel novel in this in the graphic art, and you could figure it out. But like, for example, the De- the Deathlands by uh, James Axler, they're on I think book ninety in that series. They've done graphic audio zero zero through ninety in that series. It's kind of funny they would do a series so big like that when this for a thing like like a Destroyer. They've done Destroyer 95 through, what is it, like 122, 123 now. But their graphic audio, it depends on if you want to listen to a... There's not too much standalone in graphic audio. It's mostly, uh, you know, um, it's mostly uh, like a really, really long series. But they they are very good. I've read um, a few of them. I used to have more than graphic audio than what I have now. But um, they, they do westerns. They do... Um, uh, they've done... Uh, I think they did... Uh, E.E. Knight, the Vampire Earth books, and they've just recently started doing those. They did uh, uh, the Demon, the Demon Wars saga by uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, like uh, Demon uh, Demon Wars, uh, Demon. Sp- um, what's that? Uh, uh, <laughs> R.A. Salvatore is who that is. Who they've they've done those books. Um, they've done uh, they've done like the uh, William W. Johnstone's uh, The Last Mountain Man, The First Mountain Man. They've done those. Uh, you know, so they, they do a lot of a wide uh, variety of you know all different types of genres. You know that people that pe- people might enjoy. So they're they're de- they're definitely worth checking out. Well, people have said good things about Michael Kramer. You'll be pleased to know that Michael Kramer reads Warbreaker. It's twenty three hours and fifty five minutes on Bard. I got to check and see if it's on Bookshare, but um, it's definitely Bard. I actually have it on my book sense here. I don't know if I've read anything by Michael Kramer. I don't remember it. So this will be my first, my first exposure. He's good. He's good, Evan. I think you like him. But uh, it's always interesting. It's kind of funny. One voice I, I you know I uh, um, think of when I think of fantasy books has got to be Roy Avers. He's read he's read a lot of a lot of uh, fantasy books, which. I heard Roy. Aver- I'm reading a. I'm finishing up a Danielle Steele book. I read. 
I read a lot of different books. I read westerns, but I've been reading a lot of kids' books, a lot of like, a lot of you know, kids' books lately. For some reason that I read, I read a lot of them more than I do fantasy, just because I don't know why. But I read the books, whatever books I read, I read them. And I've read quite a bit of Stephen, quite, read quite a bit of Stephen King. But uh, you'll like, I think you'll like uh, Michael Kramer. But Ray Avers, um, he was reading a Danielle Steele book, and it surprised me how well he did because I don't usually think of Ray Avers when I think of romance books. I more think I think of Gabriella Cavallaro or Martha Harmon Pardee or Michelle Schaefer or something more than I think of Ray Avers. But he I like Ray Avers. He's really good, but what do you guys think of Eric Sandvold? He's okay, but I just don't like his American narration of the Harry Potter series. That's not very good. I I read the Stephen Fry I've got the Daisy versions of the uh Stephen Fry versions and those are and those are really good. Um he read the three Tad Williams Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn books, which I thought he did a fabulous job. And he read Tad Williams Otherland books, the four of those. And I thought he did a really, really good job with those, too. I like him quite a bit. Um, uh, by, the, by the way, um, Lana, you say sneery. Um, Lissy doesn't like Roy Avers either. Her word is snarly, so you both have the similar feeling about his voice. Actually, I think he can be very effective. There's a certain kind of reading that he does very well, but there is a sneer in his in his voice. The books, the first time I ever heard Roy Avers, I think, was must have been uh, a few years ago. He read, I don't know if you've heard of anybody, I've heard of Frank Peretti. He writes kind of Christian, almost Christian fantasy type stuff almost, because uh, there was uh, This Present Darkness and Piercing the Darkness that he read, and he did a really good job. I've not heard a reader since. Um, um, uh, Richard Ferone read the recorded books versions, and uh, different people have read other company versions, but I like him the best, and I'm waiting for NLS to make those. And uh, a books I really like, I wish they'd get them on NLS barred soon, is Jurassic Park. And uh, the Lost World, I know this isn't science fiction list, but um, I'm looking forward to checking out that Earth book by David Brin. Um, I'm going to have to get in touch with Bob Acosta so I get the right date and time for, the, for, the, for when the next time this, when this club is going to happen so I can hopefully I can uh, be on hand when it, when it meets when you do the, uh, the, uh, the Warbreaker. But that is, I'm looking forward to reading that book if we do that book for the fantasy list. Well, it looks like that's what the consensus is going to be. So unless, uh, unless people have a strong objection, which it doesn't sound like they do, I'm just going to say that that's what we're going to be doing next month, and then I'll end this recording. Uh, we're going to be doing Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson, available on Bard, and I'm checking Bookshare now to see if it's up there, but I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, that sounds good. I will write the uh, I will write the blurb uh, since I've been given the task to do that. Uh, the Science Fiction Club meets on the second Thursday of the month at 9 p.m. Eastern in this same place, and it's they are doing Earth by David Brin. So, um, come along, you know. A lot of us belong to more than one um, of these book clubs. And if you like mysteries at all, uh, come to the mystery one, too. That's on the fourth Sunday, so it's not for a while. Um, and we are reading... Lord, what are we reading? Uh, oh, Still Life by um, uh, Louise Penny. That's not till the 23rd of January, though. But uh, if you are on the any of the book lists, you'll get the announcements from Accessible World. So um, they're posted on ACB. They're posted on um, where the heck? Uh, they're posted on on the DB list. They're posted on Pages Plus, all over the place. So, but uh, anyway, it's uh, January 13th. So, um, that's for the science fiction anyway. Well, I'm going to get out of here because I've been running from pillar to post all day. And I think it's about time for me to stop running and uh, get some rest. So, (laughs) I'm going to do that. Um, I spent most of the day at the the local uh, theater. Um... Not movie theater, but actual theater, theater, stage theater, uh, watching a production of The Christmas Carol. 
which is kind of fun. So, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, you know, Kwanzaa, whatever you heck. Um, good night, all. All right, uh, good night, and uh, yeah, I write the newswire for the SF Club, so uh, you should, if you're on the bookshare lists, you would get it there. If you don't see it anywhere else, you'll definitely, you would have seen it there, because I posted it there last Friday. Um, Warbreaker is on the Bookshare site. It was actually done by in-house Allison Hilliker. Uh, so it should be in pretty good shape. Uh, it says excellent, 500 and some pages, so it's pretty long. So, uh, Anne, uh, you're doing the, she's doing the Newswire. Uh, so I can, uh, so she can put that link in there for everybody, and the the Bard link as well. So uh, okay, I'm going to turn off the recording then. Well, goodbye everybody. Have great weekends, great uh, Merry Christmas, and all other holidays, and and uh, we'll see all of you the um, or the, well, no, there's three of you yet. All of you the uh, third uh, Sunday in January, and take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>